Welcome to TanakhStudy.com. This is Shani Tarragon, and today we're going to continue with the next Ptichat in Parshatzav, beginning in Pasuk Yudbet. You will notice that this is a very short Ptichat consisting of only five Pesukim, and we're going to see that juxtaposed to what we learned yesterday, namely the Ptichat of how the Kohanim are going to relate both to the Karban Ola, or more specifically, to the Mizbeach, upon which constantly the Karbanot Ola will be consumed by the fire that is constantly there, and yet the ashes are going to be changed on a regular basis. We see that the Karban Mincha that we spoke about yesterday is going to be partially consumed by the Mizbeach, the Askara, the handful, the Kometz that the Kohen places upon the altar from the meal offering brought by the Bala Karban. Amidst these laws of sacrifices, in chapter 6 and 7, juxtaposed to the Torah Tamancha that we discussed yesterday and strongly connected, we find a unique Korban Mancha, a meal offering that does not appear anywhere else in the Torah. We're going to examine these psukim today, albeit only five psukim. Nonetheless, we're going to see how complex they are. Beginning in chapter 6, verse 12, Fayyazaber Adonai and Moshe Limor, we're beginning with a new commandment, a new speech of Hashem to Moshe. This is the offering of Aaron and his sons, what they shall offer to Hashem on the day when he is anointed. As I mentioned yesterday, this is generally known by Chazal as the Menchat Chinuch, literally the meal offering that is offered from the time that he officially becomes a Kohen. We learn from various references that this is when he is 30 years old after a five-year, similar to medical school training, five years of Kohen school training. And then on his 30th birthday, he brings this korban, a meal offering, when he is officially anointed. The Pasuk tells us this is a tenth of an ifa, a fine flour, for a meal offering, which then is called a mencha tamid, a perpetual offering, half of which is offered in the morning and half in the evening. So already within the pasuk, we're a little confused for the apparent contradiction that on one hand, it's a korban that's offered biyom himashachoto on a specific day. On the other hand, the pasuk tells us tamid, al machavat v'shemen tase, morbechet v'yena, as opposed to other types of menachot that may be brought, as we discussed in various manners, as a marcheshet, mafetanur, this mencha has to be made in the pancake style, on a machavat, on a griddle made with oil when it's soaked, and it shall be brought in pitim, in broken pieces, as a reach nichoach lahashem. Vakohen hamashiach tartad mi manav yasehota, chokulam ladunai kalil toktar. Again, we're a little confused because the Pasuk seems to t- teach us that only the Kohen Mashiach Tachtav Mibanav, only someone who's anointed amongst the sons of a singular person, the Kohen Gadol, Yaseota, shall perform this mencha as a chok olam, forever it shall be done, bringing this meal offering that will be entirely consumed on the Mizbeach. Generally, as we know, only the Askara is consumed but when the Kohen himself brings the korban, 
then the entire meal offering is going to be brought to the Mizbeach. Every meal offering that a priest brings is going to be entirely brought as smoke or burned on the Mizbeach. It shall not be eaten by the Kohen. It generally is done when a member of Am Yisrael will offer a mancha to Hashem. This is because the Kohen is seen as an extension of the Mizbeach. So when one wants to express vulnerability and closeness to Hashem through the sustenance of the meal offering, only an askara has to be burned and the rest can be eaten by the Kohen. If a Kohen brings the meal offering, then in order to express his submission before God and appreciation of sustenance, it must entirely be consumed by the Mizbech. Our shiur today is going to focus on who is responsible for bringing this obligatory mincha. When is this brought? What is the reason for it being brought? All these answers are going to be dependent primarily on how we understand verse 13. Is this a karban for all the kohanim, referred to here as aharon ubanav, biyom himashach oto, on the day that the Kohen Gadol is anointed, or the day that the children are anointed. Is this a mincha tamid, offered every day, or offered only on the day of anointment? And lastly, is this some type of minchat miluim, or as I mentioned yesterday, a minchat chinuch, that is going to be offered once by Aaron and his children, the Kohen Gadol and the Kohanim Hediotot, only on the day that they assume responsibility as Kohanim, and will then bring a karban mincha, a meal offering that will entirely be consumed on the Mizbeach? Or is this a minchat tamid, something that is going to be brought on a regular basis, machatita babuker or machatita ba'eriv, that will not be consumed by the Mizbeach all at once, but rather half in the morning, half in the evening, very similar to the Ola Tatamid, where we discuss the ashes and the Keturah Tatamid in terms of taking place twice a day, both in the morning and in the evening, giving us a sense that it is a perpetual sacrifice. All the more so if we look at Pasuk Tedvav, verse 15, there we're going to see explicitly the term Bahakohein HaMashiach Tachtav Mi Banav giving us the impression that it's one Kohen, only the Kohen who's officially anointed and appointed to serve under Aharon as a Kohen Gadol, only he is required to bring the sacrifice as opposed to every Kohen. So now you'll understand how we're going to examine these five sukim and continue for the remainder of the shiur to attempt to resolve these confusing contradictions. Chazal understand that these verses are teaching us about two separate menachot, two separate obligatory meal offerings that are offered by Kohanim. Based on the teachings of Chazal, the Rambam codifies in Hilchot Klei HaMikdash Vavdimbo in Perakei HaLachat Etzayin, Ein HaKohen Oveit Chila, Vachein Kohen Gadol Eino Oveit Chila, Ad Shiavi Asiri Teifa Mishalo, Veovda Biado Shene'emar, Ze Korban Aron Ovanava Sheyakrivu L'Hashem Biyom Himashachoto. Every Kohen is required to bring this menchat chinuch, an obligatory meal offering, on the day that he officially is anointed as a Kohen. In addition, the Rambam teaches us in Hilchot Midenu Musafin, Perikimal Halacha Yudchet, Chavitei Kohen Gadol, Mitzvat Aseh Lakri Bechol Yom, Machatzeh Bavoker Im Tamid Shal Shachar, O Machatzeh Ben Harbayim Im Tamid Shal Ben Harbayim. Ve'lishatan ve'fiyatan dochin et ha-Shabbat ve'tatumah kochol karban shakavu alo zman. 
Here, the Rambam teaches us that a Kohen Gadol is also required to bring the Chavitin, a Mincha, that will be brought daily, half of which is sacrificed in the morning, half in the afternoon, as a perpetual Korban. On one hand, the Rambam teaches us that these are two individual meal offerings, one offered by every Kohen on the day that he is anointed, the other offered on a perpetual basis by the Kohen Gadol. Interestingly, however, he combines both as one halacha, v'teisha menachot liachid, v'chulan krevin lamizbeach, v'elohein ha-mencha shemakriv kal Kohen tzchila k'sheikanes l'avoda, shemakriv ota biyado, v'hi ha-nekreit menchat chinuch. And immediately after teaching us this halacha of the korban that is brought by a priest on the day that he officially is anointed as a priest, he continues in Halchot Maaseh HaKarbanot to teach us the separate korban mencha apparently learned from the exact same sukim mandating that a kohen gadol must bring his own korban mencha every day. In addition to the different names that are offered to these karbanot, chinuch or chabitin, we're also a little bothered by three other differences that exist between the menchat chinuch and the menchat chabitin, both of which are learned from apparently the same sukim and the same words. The menchat chinuch is brought by every kohen, both by the hediotot and the kohen gadol on the day that they officially begin their service in their respective roles as opposed to the Menchat Chavitin, which is only brought by the Kohen Gadol. Secondly, the time that it's brought. The Menchat Chinuch is brought once in a Kohen's lifetime, as opposed to the Menchat Chavitin, which is brought on a daily basis. Thirdly, the manner in which they're brought. The Menchat Chinuch is brought as an Asiri Teifa Ke'achat, all at once it's going to be consumed on the Mizbeach, whereas the Menchat Chavitin is brought Machatita Baboker or Machatita Ben Harbayim. It's divided half consumed in the morning and the other in the evening. We are now posed with a significant exegetical question, namely, how can one pasuk mandating one commandment teach us about two separate korbanot? How may they both be extrapolated from one mitzvah? Are both pshuto shal mikra? Let us enthusiastically engage in exegetical discussion as we attempt to clarify the various challenges and contradictions facing the respective Parshanim. We begin with two of the great Parshanei Hapshats, namely Rashbam and Ibn Ezra, who both explain these verses in a very similar manner. The Rashbam teaches in Pasuk Yud Gimel, Zekarban Aaron Ubanav, Lefi Hapshat, B'nei Aaron, Hemakonim Hagdolim Haumdim Tachtav, V'chachamim Darshu, Shekho Kohen Ediot, Kshosevod Arishona, Tzarich Chinuch B'mencha. Or as Ibn Ezra says, Zekarban Aaron, According to Rashbam and Ibn Ezra, the terminology Aharon Uvanav teaches us explicitly that this karban is unique to Aharon and those that will serve under him as Kohanim Hagdolim, those who will eventually become, as his descendants, just like him, the high priest. Henceforth, this korban is unique to the high priest, to the Kohen Gadol, and your standard Kohen is not obligated to do so. And what with the contradiction of whether he brings this on the day that he becomes anointed as a one-time sacrifice versus a perpetual korban, Ibn Ezra explains, read not only as the one day that he became anointed, but rather 
miyom himashachoto. In other words, he brings this korban on the day that he becomes appointed as the Kohen Gadol. In addition to starting off the korban that he's now going to bring on a regular basis, tamid. The Rasag and the Chaskuni, who seem to agree with Ibn Ezra and the Rashbam, will also tell us that, according to Pshuto Shomikra, there's no real source, then, for bringing a minchat chinuch. Rather, the psukim are mandating only a minchat chabitin, the meal offering that's brought by the Kohen Gadol from the time that he is appointed as the high priest. It then becomes also a minchat tamid, particular for Aaron and the Kohanim Gdolim that will succeed him. But what are we to do with the drasha of Chazal that does explain and mandate a minchat chinuch that is offered by every Kohen? Ibn Ezra does not necessarily relate to this, but the Rashbam explains Kichachamim Darshu, giving us a sense that he believes that the Menchad Chinuch is rabbinic, and Chazal used the Psukim here in Vayikra Perakvav as an Asmachta. The teachings of Chazal, however, both in Midrashe Halacha and the Gemara in Mesech Menachot Afnun Aleph, present the obligation of the Menchad Chinuch as extrapolated directly from the text. Secondly, the term Aaron Uvanav throughout the Torah does not necessarily imply just those descendants of Aaron that will become Kohanim Gdolim, rather seems to include all the Kohanim, including the Kohanim Hedyotim. Rav David Hafman offers an explanation for the latter query as to why the term Aaron Uvanav is used if it is meant only for the Kohanim Gdolim. And he answers that when the Kohen Gadol brings the Korban, the Menchat Chavitin, he is bringing it as a Chok Olam on behalf of all the Kohanim. And this is his way of representing all of the, the priests, showing that everything that the priests are eating throughout the day from the sacrifices of the various Ba'alei Korban, those members of Am Yisrael who are bringing their sacrifices, the Kohen Gadol represents his entire tzibur, his community of Kohanim, by showing that they are ready and willing to serve Hashem. As an exchange of gratitude for all the various gifts that Hashem has given them. And what about the Menchat Chinuch that Chazal learn? Rav David Hafman maintains, unlike the Rashbam, who said that it was Midra Banan, he explains, It is not explicit within the words, but rather was transmitted generation after generation. Chazal, however, seems to say exactly the opposite. Does this mean that only Aaron and his children all sacrifice the same korban? Within the same verse, we have the change from the singular to the plural, teaching us that it's not just Aaron and the future high priest, but rather all of the Kohanim are going to participate in bringing a Karban Mencha. Another argument against the Perush of the Rashbam Ibn Ezra Rav David Spihafmin may be found in the words of the Pasuk, Biyom Himashachoto. If this is in fact a regular korban that is offered on a daily basis by every Kohen Gadol, then why does the Pasuk have to teach us that it's offered Biyom Himashachoto on the day of his anointment, of his appointment? After all, like any of the other services, and obligations of a Kohen Gadol, of course they're going to begin on the day that he assumes the responsibility of his position. This brings us to the school of Parshanim, 
of Rav Naftali Hertzbizel and the Malbim, both known for their attempts to resolve various contradictions between Torah Shabbatav and Torah Shabbalpeh. Beyond the internal contradictions that we've already introduced within the Psukim, with regard to whether or not this is a one-time meal offering or a daily meal offering, and who is going to offer it, Aaron Uvanav, namely all the Kohanim, or maybe just the Kohen Mashiach, who will serve as the Kohen Gadol under Aharon. Is there a way to read the Psukim that will allude to both of these korbanot, albeit very different one from the other? This is where the school of Parshanim, who will bridge Midrashe Halacha with Pshutosho Makra in a very systematic manner, will come to teach us how to read the Psukim in presenting both of these korbanot. Rav Naftali Hertzvizel proposes the following synthesis. Pasuk Yugimel, Zekarban Aaron Uvanava Sheyakrivo Lahashem Biyom Himashachoto. This is the Karban that both Aaron, the Kohen Gadol, together with all of his sons, the Kohanim Hediotot, bring on the day that they respectively are going to be anointed, whether it's as a Kohen Gadol or as a Kohen Hediot. Each will bring this one time offering as a Mincha. However, it will also be a Mincha Tamid, for whom it one skips to Pasuk Tetvav, it will become perpetual only for the Kohen Gadol as a Chokolam Lahashem Kalil Toktar. The Malbim as well supports this reading and explains Zekarban Aaron Uvanav, referring to the Kohen Gadol and the Kohanim Hediotot, ending with Hakohen Hamashiach Yasauta, teaching us both a Menchat Chinuch that is going to be brought by everyone on the day of their anointment and the Menchat Chabitin which will be specific for the Kohen Gadol. The Malbim suggests that we read Mincha Tamid, not as standing alone, but rather U Mincha Tamid for the Kohen Mashiach, that the same Minchat Chinuch that is going to be brought only once by every other Kohen, U Mincha Tamid, should continue as a separate Korban Tamid that will be brought by the Kohen Gadol even after he is anointed. However, the difficulty still remains why would the Pasuk do this? What is the purpose of the Torah to connect these two very different korbanot? The Malbim recognizes this difficulty and explains this enigma as an unanswered one. In other words, the Malbim explains there really is no other alternative in resolving this apparent contradiction. This is where the explanation of Rabbi Yaakov Tzvi Mecklenburg is going to be so phenomenal. Rabbi Mecklenburg lived during times of great social upheaval at the beginning of the 19th century, including the time of Jewish emancipation, the Haskalah, the reform movement. That's what drove Rabbi Yaakov Tzvi to write his own commentary on the Torah, which he entitled Haktav Kabbalah. The goal of this work was to show how scripture, Haktav, and the oral law, Kabbalah, formed a whole and that both were given by Moshe Rabbeinu. The methodology of Haktava Kabbalah is to connect the Pshat with the Drash. In his commentary on Pasuk Yud Gimel, Rav Mecklenburg explains, Zekharban Aaron Uvanav Asher Krivula Hashem does not introduce two separate types of korbanot as maintained by the Malbim, the Menchat Chinuch, followed by the Menchat Tamid of the Chavitin, but rather one Mincha. In other words, this korban that Aaron and all of his children, each one of the Kohanim is going to be bringing on the day of his inauguration, the Menchat Chinuch, 
is also going to be a mincha tamid. Will also then become the same korban will be offered by the Kohen Gadol on a regular daily basis. The Tzavik Kabbalah's explanation resolves the query as to why one pasuk would mention two very different types of karbanot. According to the Tzavik Kabbalah, there aren't two different types of menachot, but rather one mencha that's brought in two different manners. The menchat chinuch is brought as a one-time korban by all of the Kohanim, Aharon and his children, on the day that they're anointed at age 30 to serve as fris. And the menchat tamid are for those who are going to continue the particular job of Aaron as the Kohen Gadol. If one sees the menchat chinuch and menchat chavitin as independently exclusive one of the other, then it really is difficult within the verses themselves to bridge the two. For why would Aaron continue to bring a korban as a menchat tamid that has nothing to do with the menchat chinuch? That is why Rezavitz Behafman maintains that it must be that the menchat chinuch is only offered by Aaron, and then his descendants will continue the menchat chinuch in the form of a menchat chavitin. Whereas according to the Ketav Kabbalah, Aaron's association with the menchat tamid of the chavitin stems from his initial chiyuv to bring a mincha, just like all the other kohanim, on the day that they're inaugurated as priests, and that is the menchat chinuch. So the menchat chavitin is not independent of the menchat chinuch, but in fact the continuation thereof. So how shall we read the psukim? This is the karban that Aaron and all of the kohanim bring, on the day that they're anointed. Mencha tamid. This will continue on a perpetual basis, but not in exactly the same way. Rather, machatzita baboker or machatzita ba'eriv. It won't be offered all at once, but divided partially in the morning, partially in the evening to be consumed. Unless you think that every Kohen who initially brought this korban is going to continue to bring the korban in the future, no, pasuk tetvav comes to qualify that the one who will be responsible for ensuring the continuation of the Menchat Chinuch on a regular basis will be the representative of all the Kohanim, namely the Kohen HaGadol. But our last question of the day, what is the significance of this? What is the Ketav Kabbalah alluding to by telling us that the two Menachot are really one Mencha? Let us answer this by examining the nature of the Korban Mencha. If we look clearly at the psukim, the trajectory seems to be to highlight the menchat tamid, not the flower offering that will be offered as a one-time sacrifice by the kohanim, but rather the assurance that this mencha is going to be offered on a daily basis in a very similar fashion to the korban tamid that we learned about in Parshat Tzaveh, offered baboker uba'irid. The menchat chinuch is only mentioned as an introduction to this menchat tamid. Teaches us that the goal of this entire parshia is to assure that the one-time menchat chinuch will be transformed into a menchat tamid, a daily offering that will carry with it the continuation of the excitement of the first day of every kohen, and will symbolically found the worship of the mikdash yom yom teaching us every day should be new every day should be exciting every day we should have an opportunity to start from scratch just as we saw yesterday with lifting and at times removing the ashes from the mizbeach ha'ola 
to make sure that on one hand we have a level of constancy, the minchat tamid, the olat tamid, but we also have an opportunity for change, for looking at things anew, for assuring that our initial passion never dies out. Each priest has an opportunity once in his lifetime to bring a karban that expresses this initial excitement. And that's probably sufficient for him to continue his work in the Mishkan throughout the rest of his life. The Kohen HaGadol, however, has to show up for work day after day, morning and night. The Torah therefore mandates that he take the Menchat Chinuch and ensure that it's transformed into a Menchat Tamid, as if every day he starts anew with that same excitement with the same vigor and vitality as when he was a 30-year-old. And that's how he infuses not only the Kohanim, but all of Am Yisrael with proper chinuch, with establishing the foundations of how one must build upon the excitement of the first day of school, opening up one's pencil case for the first time, writing upon a clean sheet of paper for the first time. For the Kohen Gadol, every time he brings he revisits the Menchad Chinuch with all of its excitement, with all of its newness, day after day. Tomorrow we resume with the laws of the offerings once they are brought to the Kohanim in the Mishkan, the Torah of the Chatat, the Torah of the Hashem, the laws of the sin offering, of the guilt offering, followed by the laws of the Zavach HaShlamim and the Thanksgiving offering, the Karban Todah.